My name is Sharon Clark. I want to start off in full transparency and say that I am not a professor, a biblical scholar, a pastor, a bishop, a psychiatrist, or a licensed counselor, but I am a Christian and have been so for six years, who has lived for a time on this earth and experienced some things. I'm continuing to experience some things. I've gleaned insights on some things that I pray will begin to enable those who have found time to listen to this material to get freedom of some things. In other words, gain deliverance of some things, which is not a one-time event, but a lifelong process and requires work on our part. I may not know where you are in your life, but the information that will be relayed is designed to enable us, I say us because I'm still a work in progress, to start the journey, if you haven't done so already, of getting free of hurts, habits, dysfunctional behaviors, and repeated negative patterns in our lives that could be keeping you stagnant, disappointed, sick, and grieved. In the process, my prayer is also, if you haven't done so already, to accept that there is assistance you can receive, if you wish, from the help of the one true God into your heart through a relationship with a divine being known as Jesus the Christ. Episode 3, The Origin of Evil. Where did it come from? In this episode, we are going to explore the origin of evil that cannot, in my view, be adequately explained by mankind. It requires an individual to go deeper and seek some answers from the creator of this world that we call God. As a believer in what Jesus the Christ has done through the work on the cross, in which he was sacrificed. There are various scriptures in the Bible that point to the origin of evil, which I will get into in a moment. But Matt Slick, president and founder of the Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry, also offers insight, clues on the origin, which leads us back to the Word of God as our source. According to the Holy Bible, which is the Word of God, the source of evil points to an invisible being created by God, an angel called Lucifer. There are other names associated with this invisible being, such as Satan or the devil. Lucifer, as an angel, was a created being made by God to serve God. 
He started off with pure motives and intentions according to the word of God, but fell into a dark place since he wanted to be God and encouraged other angels to think as he thought. Therefore his nature, his behaviour became dark. It is not clear how this happened, but know that the Creator, God, has given us all free will to choose how we express ourselves and what decisions to make and experience the consequences. One of the most common sections of the Holy Bible used to support the idea that Lucifer or Satan is the origin of evil can be found in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, outlined in the Holy Bible, chapter 14, verses 12 to 15, it says, My, how you've fallen from the heights of heaven! O morning star, son of the dawn! What a star you were as you menaced and weakened the nations! But now you've been cut down, fallen to earth. Remember how you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven, reach higher and with more power, and set my throne high above God's own stars. Remember how you thought you could be a god, saying, I will sit among them at the Mount of Assembly in the northern heights. I will rise above the highest clouds and make myself like the Most High. Ha! Instead you have sunk like a stone to where the dead abide. You've hit bottom of the bottommost pit. So we can conclude from this scripture that pride and vanity entered Lucifer's heart and that he was seeking to be greater than God himself. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, verses 14 to 18, it says, I anointed you the guardian of the garden and stationed you at your post to protect it. You were on the divine mountain, the holy mount of God. There you walked among the fiery stones. You were entirely pure from the day you were created until wickedness crept in and was found in you. Too much buying and selling, a greedy obsession. You became motivated to violence and did wicked things. Polluted and disgraced, I drove you off the mountain of God. I expelled you, O guardian, protector from the fiery stones. Your heart swelled with pride because of your beauty and talents. Your hunger for fame, your thirst for glory corrupted your wisdom. This is why I drove you to the ground and made an example out of you before a company of kings. You desecrated your sanctuaries by pursuing sin after sin and cheating in business. I set a flame inside of you and it devoured you completely. I reduced you to a pile of ashes on the ground, a sight for all to see. So here we see that God's most prized angel was held in high regard by God until pride and vanity was found in his heart that led to a war in the heavenly realm between angels with opposing values. This led God to expel them. He literally kicked them out and Lucifer and a third of the angels that supported him. God kicked them out from heaven and onto the earth. Lucifer became known as Satan after this event 
and the angels which followed him in rebellion were known as demons. Well, this is all well and good, you say. We see the origin of evil that could be traced back to a spiritual being located in the heavenly realm. What about the origin of evil in mankind? Again, the word of God in the Holy Bible provides some clues. So let us take a look at the book of Genesis, chapter 3. In Christianity, we believe that God created mankind, i.e. the first man, known as Adam, and the woman, Eve, and that all of the different peoples across the earth can be traced back to these original human beings. Genesis 3, which I'm about to read, illustrates where it started to go wrong for mankind shortly after God created them. So in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, it says the following. Of all the wild creatures the eternal God had created, the serpent was the craftiest. The serpent said to the woman, Is it true that God has forbidden you to eat fruits from the trees of the garden? Eve, which is the woman that God created, said, No, serpent. God said we are free to eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. We are granted access to any variety and all amounts of fruit with one exception, and that is the fruit from the tree found in the center of the garden. God instructed us not to eat or touch the fruit of that tree or we would die. The serpent said to Eve, the woman, Die? No, you will not die. God is playing games with you. The truth is that God knows the day you eat the fruit from the tree, you will awaken something powerful in you and become like him, possessing knowledge of both good and evil. Eve, the woman, approached the tree, eyed its fruit and coveted its mouth, watering wisdom, granting beauty. She plucked a fruit from the tree and ate it. She then offered the fruit to her husband, Adam, who was close by, and he ate as well. Suddenly their eyes were opened to a reality previously unknown. For the first time they sensed their vulnerability and rushed to hide their naked bodies, stitching fig leaves into crude loincloths. Then they heard the sound of the eternal God walking in the cool, misting shadows of the garden. Adam and his wife took cover among the trees and hid from the eternal God. The story of humanity's sin begins with a tree and ends on a tree. First the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and finally the cross in which Jesus Christ dies. The first tree offers fruit that leads to death, but the second offers a death that leads to eternal life. When the eternal God calls Adam, the man he created, he says, where are you? Adam, God's creation, says to God, when I heard the sound of you coming in the garden, I was afraid because I am naked, so I hid from you. God said to Adam, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree in the center of the garden, the very one I commanded you not to eat from? Adam points to the woman, Eve, and said, it was she, the woman you gave me as a companion, put the fruit in my hands and I ate it. God turned to the woman, i.e. Eve, and says, what have you done? Eve responds and says to God, it was the serpent, he tricked me and I ate. God said to the serpent, 
What you have done carries great consequences. Now you are cursed more than the cattle or wild beasts. You will crawl on your belly forever, consuming the dust out of which man was made. I will make you and your brood enemies of the woman and all her children. The woman's child will stomp on your head and you will strike his heel. As a consequence of your actions, I will increase your suffering, the pain of childbirth and the sorrow of bringing forth the next generation. God says this to the woman. He says you will desire your husband, but rather than a companion, he will be the dominant partner. To the man, God says, because you followed your wife's advice instead of my command and ate of the tree from which I had forbidden you to eat, cursed is the ground. For the rest of your life, you will fight for every crumb of food from the crusty clump of clay I made you from. As you labor, the ground will produce thorns and thistles and you will eat the plants of the field. Your brow will sweat for your mouth to taste even a morsel of bread until the day you return to the very ground I made you from. From dust you have come and to dust you shall return. The man had named his wife Eve because she was destined to become the mother of all living. The eternal God pieced together the skins of animals and made clothes for Adam and Eve to wear. God says to both of them, Look, the human has become like one of us, possessing the knowledge of good and evil. If we don't do something, he will reach out his hand and take some of the fruit from the tree of life, eat it and live forever. So the eternal God banished Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden and exiled humanity from paradise sentencing humans to laborious lives working with the very ground man came from. After driving them out, he stationed winged guardians, angels that is, at the east end of the Garden of Eden and set up a sword of flames which alertly turned back and forth to guard the way to the Tree of Life. So we see from that long excerpt there in the Holy Bible that Satan, i.e. Lucifer, or the serpent, caused Adam and Eve to sin, they caused them to disobey God. This resulted in all men inheriting the basic sin nature and committing individual acts of sin due to this nature. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This act also resulted in the invisible war between man and the forces of evil. In the book of Genesis, as we read, chapter 3, verse 15, God says, I will put enmity between thee, Satan, i.e. Lucifer, or the serpent, and the woman, and between thy seed, the forces of evil, and her seed, the forces of good, represented by the Lord Jesus Christ. So God will put enmity, he will cause a war between Satan, Lucifer, the serpent, and the seed of the woman. Because of sin, man was separated from God and condemned to death, i.e. to have a mortal life. But God loved man so much that he made a special plan to save him 
from sin. The book of John, verse 3, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, i.e. Jesus the Christ, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, through a belief in Jesus, confession of and repentance from sin by men and women. The disobedience are early human beings committed by falling into sin, which essentially means falling short or doing the opposite of God's laws, thereby agreeing with what the serpent had told them. The disobedience was committed by our first parents and the misery they subsequently experienced was the displeasure of God against them. Sounds very similar to what Lucifer, a former angel of God, instigated, i.e. wanting to be like God, and the pride and the vanity which also appear to be sought after by mankind's early parents, triggered by the serpent, is a matter of debate amongst biblical scholars as to whether it represented Lucifer and that Satan was expelled, along with a third of the angels by God, from heaven. These questions are actually beyond me and can only be answered by God. In any event, the act of deception by this figure, this serpent, that is called the serpent, clearly changed the destiny of our original parents for the worse. The early parents chose to trust their own independent reasoning over God's word despite God's command and his warning about the consequence. They did not honour God for who he is and instead treated themselves as their own gods. From the word of God then it appears that evil is a result of being disobedient to God's word, will and his ways. This causes instability in our natures which is increased the more removed or distant we are with God, which inevitably leads to our own downfall. Since the origin of evil, acts of evil increase greatly, which is evident throughout the Bible and our current time. This is the reason why Jesus the Christ came down to help us re-establish a relationship with God that our early parents had in the beginning. In the book of John, it says, this is the reason why Christ came, which was to destroy the works of the devil. In closing then, review points for episode three. Number one, the origin of evil according to the scriptures can be traced back to a created being, an angel in God's kingdom called Lucifer, where sin or evil was found in his heart, namely pride and vanity, which led him and a third of his angels to be expelled from heaven and led them to create the kingdom of darkness. Number two, the expulsion of Lucifer and his influence over our early parents led to a corruption or sin, evil in mankind, which has increased over the course of time up until this present day. And finally, number three, evil is a byproduct of being disobedient to God's word, will and his ways. This causes instability in our natures, which is increased the more removed or distant we are with God and which inevitably leads to our destruction.